Word to your mother. Good afternoon. It is episode six, the Golfer Degenerate Podcast. My partners in crime here, Dave Lambo Lambert. Hola. Brando, the Fernie Furness. Yo, yo. Gentlemen, how goes the afternoon? Good. Doing good so far. Ready for the weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, same here. Looking forward oh. to this weekend. Just been yeah. uh, burning through my research hours here. From the old laptop. One of the now most, uh, one of the most exciting events. Well, yeah, one of the most exciting events on tour from a fan perspective, at least if you're there on site anyway. So it's it's a it's a fun one to look forward to. That's for sure. That's yeah, great. Think, We're gonna get into that right away. I thought I heard a quote. Uh, Let's from, get into the waste management. Uh, what's that level? I said I thought I heard a quote from someone earlier uh, this week. They're they're letting five thousand fans in a day, and four thousand nine hundred and ninety of them are going to be on the sixteenth hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four thousand of the biggest savages in Arizona. Yeah, well, let's be on. Let's be honest, gentlemen. We were there uh, one year ago. Uh, we were there at the Waste Management Open. Um, so this is uh, kind of got my got got me extra jacked up for this week. Um, you know, spending lots of time inside these days and, and doing some reminiscing about our time at the waste management last year. And uh, it's some of the best parts about, uh, about that tournament. And uh, so I'll just, I'll just start us off with, with my favorite story from last year uh, at the waste management. And, uh, and it's, and it revolves around 16. So uh, we're there, there was seven of us, um, we've had a good day. We had a few pops. Uh, we're walking around. I think we were headed back towards uh, 18, sort of to finish off the day. Uh, we, had, we hadn't really talked about trying to get into 16. Massive lines. Uh, you know, you're going to be in line for at least two hours, I think, was what we heard when we were walking around that day. Right, guys? It was going to be yeah, I like think a two-hour wait. I think we kind of mentally read it out, wrote it off for, uh, for getting in there. But uh... Yeah, so so – Something happened. We got split into two groups. Uh, there was uh, going to split two groups, four and three. Um, uh, some of us uh, had to go to the bathroom. You guys were both in the. F- yeah. We yeah. Were so the for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. So whatever reason we got split up. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm asking where are the boys like there's, I think, I think it was uh, McPhee bites and me and mm-hmm. we're, and I'm like, where are the boys? Next thing I know, I think I got a, we got a message to our group chat. And it's you guys and you're in 16 going nuts with everybody. And we're like, where, where did we go wrong? How did these guys get in? They literally within a second are into 16. So anyways, the information got passed along. Uh, you guys had found uh, one of the security guards. Um, we, we did some time. We had to wait a little bit. I think it took us 30 minutes to wait, but we paid them off. We bypassed the line. We got into 16 and, uh, and, blue blue blew me out of the water for for what i was about to to sort of experience it was the most rowdy sporting event i'd ever been to um you could barely find a seat because of the beer bottles on the ground um <laughs> it was just a mess um and wh- and we where you're walking into an hour and a half 
where you walk into that that little tunnel. Yeah, it's like it's the like, it's like the exit tunnel, right, Fern? Yeah, 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 exactly. And you're walking backwards through it, and next thing you know, you break through, and you just the whole whole hole opens, and you just see this all the people going crazy inside the stadium, and it was just like what you would see on TV, but times it by a thousand, and it's just like the electricity in there was just uncomparable. Yeah, yeah. for me, I you know I, again walking through that tunnel, and you know you get in there, and it's dark. And then all of a sudden you come out and it's just so bright and there's just thousands and thousands of people just so loud, so bright like that, all those, um, like the stadium covers with like the white yeah. all going all around the hole. It's just like, like yeah. such a sensory overload yeah. experience. Um, just crazy. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. The, and I'll just, I'll just say my last point on it. And I, this is the, you know, the, uh, the, the golf geek in me. Uh, for the first 10 minutes, I was like watching, watching the players as they were getting ready to hit and, and sort of noticing that nobody was, you know, being quiet while they were getting ready to hit. And I still had this, this thought in my head that we were all going to be quiet when they were ready to hit or when they were putting, I was like, Oh, we're all going to be quiet. And it's going to be, and no, that's not what happens on 16 at the waste management open. Um, Might've been the, the booze levels are off the shirt. Oh yeah. Um, and there's just an unreal, uh, you got to do it. If, uh, you know, you find a, find a security guard, pay them off. It's totally worth it. Or just wait in line, whatever. You got to get into 16 at the waste management and open, um, best sporting event I've ever been to. I think yeah. we were there for about an hour, hour and a half. We watched about eight to 10 groups go through at the end of the day. And, uh, uh, definitely something that, uh, that we'll never forget for sure. So, uh, so this week's a big one, gentlemen, we got the waste management, um, we got the European tour um, over in Saudi. Tough to sort of really uh, pick which which event has the better field. Um, some great some great betting odds in both events. So let's get to it. Um, I'll talk about some of my uh, tip in my hat, some of the good things that happened this last week. And again, I'll I'll let you gentlemen jump in and and uh, and we'll go from there. You pick the topic. So um, what do we got from this week? Um, First, I'll tip my hat to Patrick Reed. Uh, obviously, there's lots of stories we could talk about about Patrick Reed, but he won by five shots on a really difficult golf course. I saw. I thought that uh, Torrey Pines uh, really showed his teeth this weekend and and was a big part of the story. And and for Reed to have the back nine that he did on Sunday and win by five, I thought was was some really really solid golf. Um, I'll tip my hat to uh, Points Bet. Uh, sports gambling site uh, they refunded uh, any and all money that anybody bet on <laughs> outright winner other than Patrick Reed uh, this mm -hmm. weekend um, Paul Casey on the European tour 64 on Saturday he's now 16th in the world in the world ranking uh, Paul Casey Paul Casey quietly having um, you know a Lee Westwood type sort of back nine of his career and playing some really good golf uh, tip of the hat to Jordan Spieth, who came through on the missed cut. We knew he could on the south course. Uh, um, and then I'll tip my hat to uh, the south course, Torrey Pines, and, and looking forward to the U.S. Open uh, later this year. Uh, I think we started Lambo last week. Let's go, Fernie. What do you got? What do you want to talk about? Um, Jordan Spieth, that's always a good one because he was looking so promising 
uh, halfway through his round or on the front nine of his second round. I think he got it to like four, three or four under, and he was clear of the uh, the cup by three or four shots and, and ended up going like four over in his last 11 holes, I think it was, to miss the cut by one right on the number. To uh, I think he would call that a club snap, but we call that a tip of the cap because we had him to miss the cut. Uh, but uh, you know his struggles continue, and I, uh, I I don't know if there's the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel for him. So you know, right now I just continue to to keep hammering the missed cuts for him, almost looking like uh, you know don't want to jinx it, but uh, Brooks Kepka right now I always off to uh, a slow start in in 2021, but. Uh, yeah, what a way to what a way to finish to uh, what a crumble for Jordan. That's just got to be adding on to the mental stress of not being able to, uh, you know, make a weekend. Yeah, well, and it's tough. Like Tory Pines was playing extremely difficult, um, but it just seemed like on Friday, as soon as he made one bogey, it was over. He made two, he made three, and uh, and just that last nine holes, and and uh, we just squeaked it in there. Lambo, what about you? Um, well, I'll touch on right away. Uh, tip of the cap to uh, points bet, uh, returning all the all the bets for any guys who uh, bet to outright win before the tournament started, other than Patrick Reed. Um, we might talk about this uh, in a moment here with our uh, club snaps, but uh, you know, Patrick Reed <laughs> maybe unpopularly did follow the rules of golf, uh, although the general consensus is that he's a d-bag and a cheater and a jerk um so uh they, they really didn't have uh to do that but i think that uh i think that's a real tip of the cap just to sort of uh level out uh, everyone's feelings on the whole situation yeah d- definitely a marketing play by points bet um you know curious to know what that cost them um you know that seems like a, a lot of money to be returning on every oh. player it's everyone. Um, it's pretty much every bet, right? Like, I mean, so, I'm sure we had a, a couple yeah. guys bet on Patrick Reed, Mike. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So that for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and as, as you said, uh, Reed's win, I mean, in spite of the controversy or whatever you want to call it, uh, the guy played great. Like just, um, I, I think on, uh, you know, just like nerves of steel, just, uh, doing what he does best, which is like closing out golf tournaments. When he gets ahead, um, there's like no turning back. Yeah. He has a gear that not a lot of guys have. Um, so, you know, in spite of, uh, what we saw on Saturday, uh, and sort of, uh, carry into the night into Sunday morning. Um, I think it's uh, really good that he was able to pull it yeah. off. Yeah. I think we all have to remember that Patrick Reed doesn't care what we think. Uh, right. That's pretty clear. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, he showed up to, uh, he showed up to, to Palm Springs last week, um, you know, lackluster effort. Uh, and I think he was just focused on this this week at Torrey Pines. Um, not much else happened in the sports world this weekend. It was prime time, uh, you know, uh, U.S. Open there later this year. Uh, tough golf course. Patrick Reed equals a, another trophy for him. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, uh Everybody was crumbling on the back nine on Sunday, except for him, it sounded like. So um, that was good. All right, let's get to some club snaps. Um, those moments over this past week that, uh, again, like you want to take that nine iron right over your knee. Uh, we've got a few. Let's see what, uh, what we can get to. we got the Brooks Kepka, uh, three times, uh, three straight missed cuts. Uh, we got a new distance report and some talk about rolling back uh, technology or rolling back the golf ball. 
Uh, we've got the fans hating on Patrick Reed for what some say is, uh, you know, a legitimate uh, ruling and and a, and a by the books type thing. Um, Lambo, where where do you want to start on our club snaps this week? Well, I'll just go club snap on on the fans hating on Patrick Reed, and and you know what? I, like, take this from a guy who initially, when I saw the sort of action unfold, I was watching it live. Uh, I was on Twitter. I was joining the party, joining the hate pile. Um, but you know what, the more that I sort of came to understand the situation and what had happened, and even though it looked sort of uh, questionable, you know, Patrick Reed had picked up his ball before the rules official came, uh, sort of had his finger down on the grass, um, you know, there's no way to prove. Uh, I mean, we know, you know from the video evidence that his ball did bounce uh, and, you know, therefore significantly reduces the likelihood that that ball was going to become plugged. No, significantly um, reduces. There's zero chance unless the you ball. Can't, you can't say it's impossible, though. That's all I'm going to say. Unless we were there, unless we had a video of it, you can't say it's impossible. That's that's really where I get it. Uh, get to yeah. with with the fans, right? You cannot, with a hundred percent certainty, tell me that that it's impossible or that it didn't happen or that it wasn't sort of sitting down in a hole. We didn't see the lie. Um, we didn't get a chance to really zoom in on in in on it and look at. It. And yes, he picked the ball up, but as we came to discover, that's within his within his rights as a player, um, love him or hate him. I don't think anything really, uh, really, really wrong uh, happened with that uh, drop. So club snap on the fans for me. I think yeah, everyone's pretty I'm quick. curious about the part. Of... Yeah, go ahead, Bruno. No, I was just going to say, I think he's got such a bad reputation that everyone's pretty once he does something remotely questionable, you know, everyone's quick to jump on him and, you know, given his track record, you know, rightfully so, but uh, you know, in this case, you know, it was a similar situation to what Rory did um, on a different hole, I think that same day, but uh, you know, Rory obviously didn't get the, have the impact as what, uh, what Patrick Reed had there from a, from a media and fan perspective, but uh, not that I can condone what he was doing, but it seemed like, you know, He's figured out a way to really get around the rules, but keeping himself within them um, and taking advantage of the you know best case scenarios and and, and those types of situations where I, I think he's you don't want to call it brilliant, but it's just like he Psycho. knows how to yeah it's it's weird <laughs> it's it's out there, but he's he's become a professional at uh, at bending the rules but staying inside them. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to spend uh, tons of time on this, but I think uh, you know, based on the video of the of the ball bouncing and the uh, almost zero percent chance that that ball then broke ground, uh, for him to lift his ball and then have his hands in the hole without anybody seeing it, he left himself open to that. Whether it was or it wasn't, the actions he took left himself open to people interpreting that way and asking the question why he went about it that way. Right. And, uh, and I just think, uh, you know, but yeah, anyways, he won the tournament. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, he won the tournament. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah, real um, quick, Mike, I, I don't disagree with you there at all. I just think uh, it sort of became like the cool thing to do to just pile on him, uh, you know, just cause it was him. He's an easy target. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's also his own fault. So, I mean, whatever. yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're going to be a habitual, uh cheater or stretching the rules that's gonna happen right it's gonna happen no matter any sport that you play right um so uh, you know i just think 
yeah, it, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. It's not going to stop. And uh, it makes for great, great conversation, but we'll go back to, you know, listen, you're right. Lambo, um, you know, fans hating on him. It is the cool thing to do. Um, we aren't there. Um, so we'll take the high road, Patrick Creed, five shot victory, Tory Pines, big time player, obviously. And, uh, and, and make some good conversation down the road for sure. Um, one more club snap, uh, Fernal, you want to talk about, uh, distance report golf ball rollback, or do you want to get into Brooks Kepka? I would, uh, I don't know much about the distance report. I've kind of seen some information floating around and I, I saw Rory's comments today. Uh, but I don't really have a lot of feedback on that. If you guys do, uh, I don't really know. Well, I heard that they're, they're going to try and limit something, but I, I really, I, I haven't uh, done my investigation on it. So, you know, I would focus on more of Brooks Kepka and how that, uh, you know, how is, tr- how he's trending, you know, he's such a, confident guy and and you know he's his results have proven him uh proven himself in the past of how especially you know in majors and how he can dominate and, and stay you know he's right around top five basically every every major and you know he had that slight injury I guess with his knee last year and he's come out of that and it looked kind of promising but again his last you know the last three uh, events he's missed the cut there so things don't look to be trending and you know i think brooks is hoping for a major to come up pretty soon he he probably can't wait for the masters to get here so we yeah, can get that major major feeling same. back in into uh a, a we're all on the same page right we can't wait for the masters <laughs> but you know get that major competitive feeling back and I, I think he'll he'll rebound but uh he never really seemed to you know give that 100 percent effort or it seemed like it in in regular tour events anyway so you know yeah as his what do you think as his odds start to trend upwards i mean this week for the waste management he's at uh i think around 40 40 to 1 um 44 he's 44 to 1 now but he, right so like it's starting to creep up that you know and his stats are starting to push his uh his his odds up but one of these weeks he's going to bust through and you can get him at some juicy numbers there yeah what do you think lambo what's the What's the reason behind these missed cuts for Brooks? I mean, I got to think part of it's got to be the the injury, just a little bit, just a tidbit. You know, he says he's fully healthy. We've also heard him say that a couple times, uh, sort of since the start of his knee started to bug him, his knee hip. Um, But the other thing I think that is a bit of a club snap or, you know, something we can look at with Brooks is he kind of had his... um, ego shattered a little bit at the PJ championship last year. Um, can't specifically remember who said what, but, um, he made some sort of comment, uh, you know, I've got four majors and, you know, yeah. so-and-so, you know, only got one. It might've been Dustin Johnson, yeah, yeah. DJ, yeah. DJ only got one. And, uh, you know, and then he had a terrible, terrible weekend at the PJ championship. Even if he, I'm not even sure he made the cut, but it was yep. awful. And, uh, you know, he really, really probably for the first time in a long time had to eat his own, uh, words, take his own medicine. Uh, and I'm not sure mentally he's recovered from that. You know, I think a lot of guys sort of saw that and, uh, sort of pierced the armor of Brooks and it sort of, it's it's setting him back a little bit, you know, he's going to need to have a good finish to sort of get his, uh, his armor back up. Yeah. 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 Bang on, bang on. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, I think he does need that that week. Um, you know, Ferno, great point, but looking at, 
at his odds. They are skyrocketing. Uh, I caught him, I think, yesterday or two days ago at uh, 54 to 1. I think he's down to 44 to 1 uh, as of this morning. So there's going to be some action on Brooks. Um, you got to imagine there's a good week coming up for Brooks um, just with his ability to send it. So, uh, but definitely something to keep track of. But Lambo, I think, definitely chink in the armor. A little bit of it is mental. 100% I think it is until he shows that he can you know be in the mix on Sunday I think uh, until that happens he might continue to struggle so we'll continue to watch that okay uh moving forward degenerates um our side bet last week 10 head-to-head -head matches I've got the results um we'll recap here from last week and then we'll get into our head-to-head -head matchups for week uh this week here uh, okay, so uh, last week we had uh, Victor Hovland over Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf played terrible, missed the cut by a lot, I believe. Uh, Leishman over Sung J M. That was a close one. Uh, John Rahm over Roy McIlroy, again a close one. Gary Woodlands, um, Siwoo Kim over Bubba Watson, uh, Ustazen over Con Corey Connors. We were all on Connors. That didn't work out so well, but that was another close one. And I was watching on Sunday, Ryan Palmer over Cameron Smith, Patrick Reed over Harris English. Um, Grillo lost to Jordan Spieth. They both missed the cut. Grillo was just worse <laughs> missing the cut than Jordan Spieth was. And uh, Adam Scott over Jason Day. So uh, start from the bottom here. Uh, Lambo, you went three for 10. Ferno, you went four for 10. And I went six for 10, I think is the math I have on that side bet MG up 10 bucks on you gentlemen, leaving our side bet game at MG up 50 bucks, Ferno down 20 and Lambo down 30. All right. All right. Okay, we'll do our head to head for this week. We'll recap our picks from last week and then we will make our picks for the Waste Management Open this week. And uh, I've got a couple picks for the European tour to finish us off this week. Sound good, gentlemen? Let's do it. Good. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. So we'll go in this order. We'll start with Lambo. First head-to-head -head matchup. We got Adam Hadwin against Charles Schwartzel. Uh, I'm going to go Hadwin. Only because I've seen him on TV this year. Okay. <laughs> Ferno? I'll go Schwartzel. Okay. This is this is a tough one. Um, I want to go Schwartzel just because he's been wearing some really good hats lately, you know. And I'm a big fan of, you know, big fan of the bucket hats. Um, I know that that picture of me and my beautiful Glencairn bucket hat has been circulating. Big fan of that. I'm gonna go Schwartzel just because of the hat. If, if Schwartzel shows up with a beauty hat this weekend, it's all over. So let's watch for that. <laughs> Next matchup: Brian Palmer versus Sung J M. Ferno, you're up first. I'm going to stay on the Palmer train. Yeah, Palmer Palmer was good last week, um, but so was Sungjae. It was close, wasn't it, last week between the two between uh, those guys? I think they were close on the leaderboard. Yeah, I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, I'm pretty sure they both made the cut. Sungjae had a big push um, on Sunday. Uh, Palmer, not so much. Um, I'm going to pick Sungjae for this week. Two opposites already okay. and i'm on ryan palmer yeah i'm, I'm on ryan palmer 
Uh, okay, I'm up next. We got uh, Xander Shoffley uh, against Rory McIlroy. Um, both had good weeks. Um, you know, I had Xander in the top 10 last week, had a great weekend, finished uh, top five, or I think, and, and made a little bit of money. I'll go, I'm will go. i going to go Xander again. Lambo? Uh, my money is on Mr. McElroy. Um, it's his first visit to Phoenix. Um, I just think he's going to obliterate those par fives uh, and also the 17th. Plenty of firepower uh, can easily reach. I think we're going to see a lot of birdies, a lot of eagles from the Ulsterman. Very cool. Ferno? I think it's going to be uh, killing me shoffly. Uh I'm going to go with X. <laughs> X going to give it to you. X going to give it to us. All right, next one. John Rahm, Justin Thomas. Ferno up first. Um, I'm going to stay with Rom. I think he's uh, heating up with the new uh, the new sticks there. I don't think JT had a great week last week over the uh, across the pond. I didn't see where he finished at, but uh, just gut feeling on Rom. Lambo, I don't know who I'm going to pick here. Do you know who you're going with here? Yeah, I'm going to also go with John Rom. Uh, you know, Arizona guy, um, big fan favorite over there. He's a pretty hot player at the moment. I see no reason why he's not going to be in the top 10, top five. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen it lately. I mean, if you're a top 10 player in the world, you are sitting near the leaderboard or the, the, the top of the leaderboard at the end of Sunday these days, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, you got to be top 10 player in the world to, to be, you know, to be there on Sundays. So uh, I think it's tough. I'll go JT. Uh, I don't think he played last week. I think he missed two weeks ago. I think he missed the cut badly. Oh, that's um, where it was. And yeah. I don't think he played last week. So I'll take Justin Thomas. Uh, I'm up first for the next one. We got Matt Wolf versus Brendan Steele. Um, this is tricky. Matt Wolf played terrible last week, um, but two totally different golf courses. Uh, I'm going to go Matt Wolf. Wolf Steele. Wolf Steele. Wolf Steele. That sounds like a porn star name. <laughs> um, oh, for me, I've got I've got Brandon Steele. Matt Wolf is not playing good right now. I'm not sure what's going on. A lot of a lot of videos of uh, Matt Wolf and George Gankus, which means he's working on something, and I don't, I just don't think it's working. Yeah, he took some time off, right? He didn't play for a little while, anyways. He had a bit of an extended break, and now he's getting back at it. So, uh, Ferno, who not a good, got? not a good look for uh, Gankus. He's starting to coach, uh, I think, Riggs, Riggs from Barstool. So he's. Uh, his his quality of golfers are going down, um, but I'm going to stay with Wolf. Uh, I think he breaks through. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's played too much, um, but I, I like Wolf this week. We should challenge those barstool guys to a match. Yeah, degenerate pod versus uh, <laughs> foreplay pod. Yeah, let's go. The three of us will take the four of them down. Well, yeah, we'll invite those boys up to Canada. Hey, we'll we'll get them yeah. north in the summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get a few more followers going here, make some more winning picks, and then uh, and then challenge those boys to come up north in the summer. And they could take yeah. us back to Pinehurst where they've got connections there. When, when that's we, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Make sure we mention that in the proposal. <laughs> that's right. Uh, next up, uh, Bubba versus Jason Day. Ferno, you're first. Uh, probably go with Bubba here. Jason Day has been kind of off the map, and Bubba's been playing, and I think he can. 
he, again, like what you said, Lambo with Rory smashing on the power fives. I think Bubba could do the same. So my pick's Bubba. I'm going to go with Bubba I, as I will, well. Uh, I will also take Bubba. That's two in a row. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Three bubs. We got three on Bubba. Yeah. Three bubs. Let's go. All right. Next one Hideki versus Webb Simpson. Uh, both past winners of this event. Um, I think uh, Lambo, you're up first. I am just going to go with uh, Hideki. I mean, I know I know Simpson's a higher ranked player, um, but sooner or later, Matsuyama is going to come out. I think you're right. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to stay with Webb. Webb seems to be geared up for certain events. And um, remember, actually, with uh, going back to our story with the waste management, I, when we were at the porta potties and we got split up there, I think one of the reasons was that we walked out and yep. across from the pond where we were, uh, is the par three there. I can't remember which hole, maybe 11. 12 or 11, yeah. 12 or 11. And that's when Webb actually made a hole in one and we kind of got distracted watched and, and wanted to see who, who got it because the crowd went nuts uh so i think he's got some good vibes there uh fun little story but uh i, th- I think webb continues to uh play well there yeah i'll go ahead Hideki. i think uh i think it's Hideki who's got the edge here um obviously it's just a putter it's just a cold putter that that kills him um, and hopefully coming back to a place he's won before helps him a little bit, but I'll go Hideki. Um, all right. Next up, another couple of former winners, Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler. Uh, my turn. I'll go first here. I'm all over Brooks Kepka. Um, Lambo, you're next. Yeah. Brooks for me as well. I think he's going to bounce back. Um, he does have a win at the uh, waste management 2015 first PJ tour win. And he hasn't been there since 17. So uh, I think that, you know, since he won all those majors, so I think he's going to show up and maybe, maybe something will happen for him. Yeah. I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay on Brooks as well. I like that bounce back. That's a good stat. I didn't know he was a fast winner there. All right. That's his pre-Nike days. We got uh, Jordan, Jordan Spieth against Billy Horschel. Inferno? Billy Ho. I'll just keep on the miscut train for Jordan Spieth. Lambo? I'm going to go. I'm just going to go with Jordan Spieth. All right. No explanation needed. Love it. And I'm going to go Billy Horschel. I'm fading Jordan Spieth as well right now. Okay, gentlemen. Another 10 head to head matchups complete. Uh, I'll tally them up. Watch over the weekend. That is the side bet. Ten there was one more man. on there, bud. Oh, yes. Yeah, we yeah, missed. Uh, actually, that's right. The, uh, the feature, I have them in. In the wrong order. That's the anchor match. Gotcha. The anchor match in our head-to-head. Uh, two Ryder Cup captains in the field this week: uh, Padraig Harrington and Steve Stricker. Um, speaking of uh, George Gankus, didn't didn't Padraig do a little bit of did a bit of work with? Uh, with yeah, he Gankus went. He went to see to him. Get, he went for just, an opinion. You know, as Butch, some, as Butch calls it now, an opinion. Yeah, right. 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 Working right, with right. him is just an opinion. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, I got Padraig. Yeah, me too. Padraig it is. I think uh, a little bit younger. Uh, he's been playing a little bit more on the uh, European and the PJ Tour. Stricker just been doing the Champions Tour thing. I don't think he's going to have a high finish. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll go against you guys on this one. I need to get some uh, get some money back, so hopefully uh, this helps. Good call. I'll, I'll go with Stricker. Good call. Good call. All right. The side bet. The action is set. 10 bucks a man. We'll see how it goes. Um, 
love following that along. Last week, I took my uh, my ten picks and I put a unit on on each of those head-to-head matchups. So I actually went six for ten. That was actually a ton of fun to pick those ten head-to-head matchups against you boys and to also put them online and and follow them on Sunday. Uh, some really good action to have on Sunday outside of the regular bets. But um, uh, let's let's recap our our picks from last week, um, you gentlemen. I mean, we were all there. Um, I think we all made some some bets on Sunday prior to the action. Uh, you gentlemen were on Hovland. Um, I was on on Patrick Reed. Um, tell me about your Sunday. So hey, I, we yeah, had, we both had Hovland, eh? Yeah. yeah. So we had, I mean, I had a few guys like sort of at the uh, top end of the leaderboard there Saturday night. Um, Hovland being one of them, McElroy, the other one. Uh, and Adam Scott also was in the mix uh, through three rounds. Uh, unfortunately, they, they all just sort of faded away. Um, Patrick Reed came out with it. I, I did put a little bit of a hedge bet on Sunday morning on Carlos Ortiz to sort of uh, help myself out there. I really didn't think uh, Patrick Reed was going to come out and uh, close the deal so well, but uh, it just turns out that everybody else withered. Yeah, Carlos Ortiz kind of fell off the map pretty early. Uh, who was your top 10 bet, uh, Lambo? My top 10 Last bet, my top 10, yeah, it was uh, Camp Champ. Yeah, yeah Cameron Champ. Okay, so missed the cut. Uh, okay, so you guys were both on Hovland to win, uh, which was was really good. He, he made a he had a great start to Sunday, right? Um, he was right there until the back nine. Um, I remember the group chat we have going. You know, you boys were fired up, and uh, you know Hovland was was right in there. You guys were poised to have a, a huge Sunday, and and I was on Patrick Reed, and all of a sudden, late on Sunday until Monday, I didn't hear anything in the group chat from you boys. <laughs> quiet. So, uh, until we started was, putting out picks for this week. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I just had to quietly celebrate my uh, my three for three week by myself. Uh, uh, pick picking Patrick Patrick Reed at twenty seven to one. I had Xander Shoffley. Uh, at two and a half to one to finish in the top 10. And I had Jordan speed to miss the cut. So uh, I needed that. I, I had gone over for the first uh, three or four episodes there. So um, big week for me went three for three uh, closed out with, uh, with a great, a great weekend for sure. Picking Patrick. So um, let's get into it again. Let's do it again. we got our picks. You hit the trifecta. Yeah, I hit the trifecta. Xander Shoffley was kind of, you know, ho-hum for the first couple of rounds, but he made the cut. He was pretty close uh, to miss, and I think, and but put a really solid, uh, solid weekend together uh, to finish in the top 10 there. So, um, yeah, yeah my, it was pretty good. My top 10, I had Max Homa as my top 10, and he, uh, he had a pretty flat uh, weekend. It was 72-72 he was in good position. I think he was sitting like T12. He ended up tied for 18th. So not far off, but uh, need a better closing day on him for him on Sunday. But uh seemed like everyone else's picks were doing a lot better. Go figure. Yeah. Definitely our best week of the year by four, eh, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Most exciting some, Sunday. Yeah, we yeah. made some, we definitely made some great picks. I think we're on the right track. Um, so let's get into it. Let's make, uh, let's, Let's try to make that make that cash this week, um, or at least pretend like we know what we're doing again. So um, we're going to add another one. We're going to do our winner for this week. We're going to do top 10. We're going to pick a missed cut player. 
and then we've got an opportunity for uh, for a long shot. Uh, long shot. Um, what qualifies as a long shot? You got to be uh, worse than a hundred to one. If he's if he's better than a hundred and one, he's more of a dark horse. So uh, more than a hundred to one, and you've got yourself a a long shot. So um, I will uh, take the honors as the uh, the the guy who went three for three last week. Take the, the honors. The T is mine. So uh, let's run through them here. So my winner this week is Ryan Palmer at uh, 49 to one. Um, the guy has been playing quite a bit, which does concern me a bit. Um, he's not the youngest guy, so I'm not sure how long, um, you know, he very well could have a miscut this week based on, you know, all the golf he's been playing. Um, but based on his performance um, over the last little while, I just think, again, I'm looking at that 49 to one. I think it's too high. Uh, same reason I picked Patrick Reed last week. Um, I thought Patrick Reed was too high last week because of his miscut. So I'm on Palmer to win. And I got Zalatoris at plus 350 to, as my top 10. Uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, new young guy, maybe one of the longest players. He had a really strong week at, at Tory. Um, so I'm going to follow it up with him for my top 10. I'm going to ride Jordan Spieth again for my miscut at plus 115. So I'm banking on Jordan Spieth. Um, the list of miscut players is it's uh, it's not the entire field. Um, and I just think he's the best bet to miss the cut based on the players we could choose from this week. And I've got three long shots. I've got a unit in all three of these players uh, as my long shot. Uh, I got Lo uh, Luke List and Seb Straka, both at uh, 149 to one. Uh, both had phenomenal Sundays at Torrey Pines. Um, I think Seb Straka was a pick uh, or a dark horse of Fernie's last week. Yep. Uh, he was seven under Sunday at Torrey Pines. I think might've been the, the, the round of the day. And then my boy, Harry Higgs, who uh, had one of my favorite moments at uh, the Waste Management Open in recent history. Uh, I just think he's a beauty. Um, and I think that place was meant for him. And he's 249 to one, uh, Harry Higgs. So I got a few long shots, just a little bit of sprinkle uh, to hopefully keep it exciting. Those are my picks. I'm ready for the Waste Management Open. I like it. I like that uh, Palmer pick of yours. You know, he's even said in, he's feeling like he's back in his twenties. He's just got his kind of feels rejuvenated again. So, uh, you know, he's playing well, he's hanging around up there. Might as well. Uh, there's no, no shame in sprinkling on him. I like that. But my uh, winner, I'm going to go for back-to-back -back champion is going to be Webb Simpson. He's getting 18 to one. I think that's pretty good odds for the, for, uh, for the past champ or defending champion. Um, I've got top 10. I've got Matt Wolf coming in there at four and a half to one. And then um, my miscut is going to be Ricky Fowler. Uh, he's plus 230 uh, on the miscut there. He does have a decent track record, a form, former champion, I think. Yep. Uh, yep. But, you know, his game with the swing changes in his game, uh, he had some moments of brilliance, uh, followed by moments of terror, I think last week. Um, so hopefully, uh, an MC, he can pair up with his buddy Jordan and, uh, take a flight out of there on Saturday morning. And then, uh, <laughs> are my long shots here. I love that Harry Higgs bet. I'm going to roll with Harry Higgs as well. Um, and then I'm kind of bending the rules a little bit here, but I'm going to go with, um, take some recommendations from our, uh, off the pod pal uh, Chris McCullough liking Benny on there he is 99 to 1 so uh more of a long shot than a dark horse but uh barely uh, I, I'm gonna go yeah I'm gonna push yeah. the there and uh, and take Benny on as my uh, long shot 
Yeah, I like that pick. We'll allow it this week. Um, you know, shout out to shout out to Chris McCullough. I think he's put money on Ben on for the last uh, hundred and ninety thousand weeks in a row that Ben on has teed it up on the PGA <laughs> Tour, and uh, and then constantly complains that Ben on can't make a putt inside five feet when it matters. So, um, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's a great side story. Um, and, and I gotta, I, I gotta disagree with you on the Webb Simpson though. I, I don't think, uh, I think 18 to one, I think is, I think, I think you're not getting enough value on a guy like Webb Simpson. Um, I think he's, I think he's low just because he's the defending champion. I think, I think Webb Simpson should probably be closer to 30 to 40 to one, 30 or 40 to one. Cause I just, I don't, I don't know. I'll ask you this question about Webb Simpson. Um, Webb Simpson reminds me of like uh, Justin Rose a bit. Like, um, you know, is Webb Simpson still a great player or at, at what point do you think he's going to teeter off? And are we seeing the same, are we seeing sort of that from Justin Rose right now too? Like Justin Rose is sort of MIA. Uh, I feel like Webb Simpson might be going down the same road. Yeah, but he's won. He did win last year and you know, I think it's stu- still too early to tell and pretty much write him off. So, you know, I, he, he did, uh, th- he made the President's Cup team too, I think, uh, based on that win and his performance last year. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to write him off yet. I think it's still too early to tell. And uh, I still have some faith in my boy, Justin Rose, to uh, to get back up there and get a W maybe this week uh, over in no Saudi. Chance. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no chance. I think Webb is. Yeah, I think yeah. Webb is almost ten years younger than Rosie. Um, I don't think it's fair to put him in that sort of uh, fading out category just yet. Uh, Rosie, you know, he has designs. I, I heard an interview with him. He has designs on still winning the rest of the majors that he doesn't have. And I know you have to have like high hopes, but I mean, I just don't see him putting in the work. I don't see him doing the doing the as much fitness and conditioning as needed to sort of be the, be that bomber uh, DeChambeau type that the tour is going to be heading towards. Well, it is an Olympic year. And the last time that it was an Olympic year, he won the gold medal and right. he could be looking at maybe doing a back-to-back gold medal, which could be inspiring for him to, you know, get his game back into shape. And yeah. uh, he might need to qualify else. for the Olympics first, <laughs> will, but, but that, that's some, uh, that's some motivation. <laughs> I don't know if he's in or not. In shape, but... Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, for okay. sure. Well, this time last last uh, four years ago, I don't know if he was in shape to, or you know if he was in the position to make the team as well. Be something to look at. His game was pretty solid four years ago, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I still got hopes. I'm not counting him out yet. All right, Webb Simpson for the win. You heard it here first from Brandon Furness. Mm-hmm. Lambo, walk okay. us through your your winners this week. Here's what I got. So I got for the win, Rory McIlroy. I mean, he's only ten to one, but I think he's going to hit, he's going to hit, uh, he's just playing too good. He's, he's, he's right near the top of the leaderboard every week, uh, last four, three, four weeks, uh, PGA European tour, um, showing great signs. I think the TPC is a golf course that he can get around without making too many bogeys. Uh, and I think that's really going to help, uh, Mr. McElroy put on the, uh, the W on Sunday, top 10 kind of have some scribbles here. Um, I had Daniel Berger, but it wasn't good value. So I went over to Brendan Steele, uh, plus 650 for the top 10. Um, I believe he has had some success at TPC Scottsdale in the past um, and sort of combined that with his uh, upward trend as of late. Uh, miscut, Matthew Wolf. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not buying the Matthew Wolf stock right now. Um, 
too many moving parts in that golf swing. And I think, uh, you know, as, as he starts to struggle from time to time, it's going to be hard for him to sort of find that same feel and sort of recreate that same, uh, swing that that's brought him all this success uh, until he starts to tighten that up. So I'm not expecting him to do well this week. Uh, that's plus 181 to miss. And then my long shot sort of saw him on the broadcast on Sunday at Torrey Pines, sort of trending upward a little bit. Um, good odds for a guy who, um, had a top 25 last week. Henrik, Henrik Norlander. Henrik Norlander. I forget All his right. first name. He's 124 to one. Um, right in yeah. that dark horse category. Playing some good golf, obviously. Um, you know, he'll have a chance to sort of uh, explode and, and make a bunch of birdies at the TPC. As far as I other bets, I I've just got a small handful of other ones. I've got two units on Kapka, 44 to one. Um, again, we talked about him being a... Uh, past winner at uh, the Phoenix Open. Uh, first time back there in a couple of years. Um, he's, he's looking for something to sort of re-spark his game up this season. I think he's going to have a chance to do that. Corey Connors, 79 to 1. Uh, read a stat about him. Uh, he is above, or he is like top eight in strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, and strokes gain around the greens and then on the on the greens itself uh he's like close to dead last so if he just if he just gets a hot putter um he's due to have a good week good putting week yeah i like that that's uh those are some good uh those are some good picks there and and just a tip i think for you gentlemen and anybody listening like when you like uh like kepka is a great example like if you like kepka this week if you really like him you know he's plus he's he's four to one to finish top 10 and almost two to one to finish inside the top 20. i mean it's it really is worth a sprinkle to look at those top 10 and those top 20 bets when you really like a guy um, so that he's coming down the stretch on Sunday. If he doesn't pull it off, it's sort of like a pre-hedge on a guy that you really like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so don't count out taking a look at those top tens and those top twenties. You know, you maybe put two units on them to win and and sprinkle a unit here or there to to sort of cover your bases on the guys that you like. I think that's a that's a really good strategy to sort of pull off. Um, Last topic of the day, gentlemen, I just want to, so, so I'm going to give you the top 10. I'm interested in deciding sort of which has the better field, the waste management or the Saudi open. So uh, in order um, of favorites, we'll start with the waste management, Rom, McElroy, Thomas, Shoffley, Simpson. That's your top five for the waste management open. If we now look at the Saudi international, uh, you got Johnson, Dustin Johnson, DeChambeau, Hatton, Finau, Hovland, Reed, Casey, Fleetwood, Answer. Who's got the better field this week, gentlemen? I would say that's tough. Given the track record this year, I would say the, the Saudi uh, tournament does, just based on guys that are playing well recently. Um, but then you have the heavy hitters, you know, guys that are top 20 in the world, you know, that all those names that you said there, everyone may be in the top 20 except for for Webb Simpson. So that's, you know, that brings, that says a lot too, but I would say um, the Saudi would probably be the most exciting based on the guys and how they're playing. Yeah. So a bit of a, like a loaded question. I think the Saudi is going to be more exciting in terms of the characters and the story coming down the stretch on Sunday. Um, Very, very top heavy field though. Um, yeah, we got a lot of heavy hitters sure. up at the top, but I think, yeah. you know, you get past that 20th guy, you know, there's probably only 20 guys who can win this thing. 
yeah. with, with that deep of talent in the field. Whereas the, the waste management, I mean, PJ tour is really deep. You got a lot of hot players, a lot of guys just hopping over from California. Um, you know, yeah. And, and, and just to actually answer the question, uh, I'm actually on the world golf ranking site as of right now, uh, the waste. so they have like a metric called strength of field, uh, waste management is ranked has a ranking or a points of 463 uh the saudi is at 395 there's so your answer very right close there. it's very close yeah, but but answer. but i mean like we said it's it you know cooler cast over in the, the middle yeah. east yeah nice anybody in uh in the saudi event you guys are looking at that you're going to throw any any bets on this week i've got a couple but i'm interested if you guys have any why don't you go ahead? I'm just going to pull it up real quick just to refresh myself because I wasn't planning on it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking at – I'm I'm not taking any of the favorites. Um, the value is not good enough for me. Okay. Um, but I'm looking at uh, – I've got three bets. i got a unit on Fleetwood at 25 to 1. He's shown some promise at the start of the Euro Tour schedule. Um, I'm going to continue to back Abe Answer at 32 to 1. And then Robert McIntyre, who finished second or third last week mm-hmm. at 39 to one. He's a lefty. I love the lefties. I'm a lefty. <laughs> Throw all my money at the lefties. Rob McIntyre, 39 to one. Let's go. He's got my, he's got my money this week. So Fleetwood answer and McIntyre There's some good value there. And I'm going to sprinkle. Yeah. I think the ones that I have written down, uh, we're kind of on the same page. Um, well, I'll take a favorite. I'm going to take Hatton just the way he's playing 15 to one. I'll, I'll sprinkle a little juice on him. Uh, Fleetwood, yeah, 25 to one. McIntyre, 39 to one. And then my boy, Justin Rose, 64 to one. I'm going to sprinkle a little on him just to, uh, just to see what we can do. Jay Rose. Jay Rose. How about Paul Casey, 25 to one, even after just winning last week? I think that's good value right there. Um, there's a good chance he could take this thing, sort of do a Middle East double um sort of going down the list here a little bit another guy that sort of stands out is uh i'm gonna butcher his name but christian bazidenhout 49 yeah. yes <laughs> yeah. he's a guy who pops up on my uh, discover page often so bless you <laughs> jason kokrak playing this week in in saudi also 49 to 1 yeah bomber right like, yep yep and kevin now has got a win already 64 to 1 yep um there's some good value there. I'm I'm yeah. I'm excited about having both these events and having them be side to side. Some really good fields for sure. Starts tonight, I believe. Yeah. Yep. How's Ernie playing? He's like seven fifty to one. It's like a DJ <laughs> bet. That is exactly like Else? a DJ bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not the worst. Yeah. Who's worse than him? Yeah. Holy shoot. Remember guys I like think Chris. they cap it at 999 to one. I don't yeah. know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they cap it at. Yeah. That's Alvaro Quiros is there and all the pigeons hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel Angel Jimenez is down there. Oh boy. All right, boys. We miss anything. Are we ready? We're ready to go for another week. Yeah. I think we're good. Well, add to cart. Check out. Let's do it. Okay. Added to cart. Checked out. Thanks for listening. The Degenerate Golfer Podcast, MG, Lambo, Ferno, having a blast, ready for the golf. Let's get some winners going. And remember, just fade our bets. That's the best bet. Just fade them. We don't know what we're doing. We're not experts. We're just degenerates having a blast. Gentlemen, any last words? Send it. Send it. Send it.
Have a good night, everybody. We'll miss you, Phoenix. Word to your mother. Ice, ice, baby, take-